and Animo in the middle. It's Jabayana hitting the lead from Animo. They beat off Unicorn Line, but Jabayana is drawing clear, and William Haggis has done it again. Jabayana by three lengths to Animo. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm back. I'm Scoot. I'm your host, and I've got. Uh, Grumple Stiltskin, I got John Walter with me uh, in the Gold Coast office. Have you bounced through the long commute from Augusta? I don't think you're back for one. What do you mean? You're back. You're not back. Good goal. I'm mentally here. I'm ready I'm to go. I'm Ready to bet. You're here in presence, but I think you're gone. Tell you what, I've learned a lot about Walt over uh, the last uh, week or so, uh, flooding and rooming, but uh, the most disturbing thing that I've ever seen uh, in my life, and I think he's a lot closer to the old mug punter when it comes to his you know, culinary um, or etiquette and his, his diet, but it was it was gobsmacking to see him uh, have a ham sandwich and he's put a chocolate chip cookie in it after uh, a game of golf uh, over in Augusta. So, don't know. I think uh, They I didn't might... have any butter. What? They didn't have any butter. So, choc chip cookie goes into the sandwich. We had to lube it up somehow. Tell you what, I started to dry reach. It was pretty good. Went in Rome. Went in Rome. That's I mean, they, they eat shit over there anyway all the time. You're just joining in. Went in Rome, like... Tune in and eat the crap. The last few days, I was like, broccoli, add broccoli, add broccoli, add thing. I was just like, oh, my God, I just need to get some food, real food. Last night, being like, anything that's real, just feed me real food. Anyway, warm welcome to our uh, Melbourne studio, but uh, DK, it's, it's ludicrous behaviour. Well, what do what you what have you done to him, Scoot? Have a look at him, Nico. <laughs> he doesn't have look, look at Walt. He doesn't look fresh. He's a non-drinker and he looks like he's been at the ball. Mate. Looked like Friday coming home from the ball. Like after four days on the drink, all out every night. And he's a non-drinker and have a look at him. He looks gassed. I, I pop my rib out in the hand lining up for an hour at something, carrying this 40-kilo <laughs> carry-on I had. And uh, then I had to go first up into bowling last night and I'm trying to, trying to be tired, so... Mate, if the bowling ball, which is like seven kilos, didn't weigh 35 kilos by the third game, I was struggling to step up onto the goddamn, you know, the four-inch step. I was cactus. and I, yeah. Anyway, we'll freshen up all right. We'll be all right. Jeez. He needs to get hit with the uh, the jigger, I would have thought, or he needs something. <laughs> Nico, I do. Uh, how are you going, mate? Hopefully you're travelling better than what. You'd be fresh. No Ballarat. How good's that? A little uh, abandonment midweek. Keep you fresh. Yeah, the result, to be honest. I'm happy uh, not to go to Ballarat, to be honest, DK. You know how much I sort of uh, despise oh, it. Really? But um, we actually found a few winners there the other day. But uh, that was a mad rail day. You just had to find the leader. But, um, yeah, a bit of rain around Victoria seems to be the theme at the moment. Uh, heavy tracks probably for the next, uh, well, I don't know, I think here on in, to be it's, honest. It doesn't seem a, like it's going to get any drier, does it? It's amazing how we get ice in the weather last night. I don't take no interest. But they've got to have that cyclone off, off Port Hedland or whatever is about to hit. But the remnants of it all comes down and joins up, and we get all the rain from it. Mm. Even though it's Port Hedland, ends up in Victoria the next over the next week. So, yeah, it's a bit of, going to be a bit wet, a bit tricky. Tell you what, DK, you're the uh, the new Group One King. Dubai Honor declares it. Animo's, de- Animo's dead. Well, I used the M word in the group chat, didn't I? I didn't use it on the show, but I did did use it in the group chat. It was nice to be proven right. But oh well, I mean, look, it's not as though I'm, I've said anything different all along. I said, you know, Animo's is a pretty good horse. Good, consistent group one weight freight horse beating up probably a, a weak era of horses in that age here, and he's come up against a good one. And um, yeah, they, he, but he did. I mean, he did go. He went. He went. Which he did to start. Let's start before Dubai owner. People thought he might regress. He might have regressed a little bit because of the slow tempo, but he's gone super. So um, I thought Haggis's commentary after the race was interesting. Like he was kind of saying that like Dubai owner's completely in the zone. Like don't sort of. Look at his form from last race. You didn't have him right, kind of thing. Like treat him like he's at his best, and he's like he was kind of saying that you know we shouldn't be sort of um, beating up Animo too much, oh, considering not, he got, not. got well beaten because Dubai on is like no. completely in the no. zone. He went he like a rocket. Like he he, yeah. he went for start before better than Animo's ever gone. Right. So I mean, all he had to do was hold and Trav that thought he might regress. I thought well off the slow pace and everything. I thought he's you know he's a he's a he's a, a coiled spring. You know, ready to go again. Which he did, but um, the thing is, as I said, Animo's plateaued, and now they want to take him to the UK. Now, if he wants to take on the upper echelon over there, he's got to improve, which I don't think he's got that improvement. In well, him, I so. think they're going to go back in distance. I think they're going to go back to a mile. I think the the mile. I think it's the Queen Anne, is it, or one of those races at Ascot? And they said his the figure that he put up in the Chippy Norton's. I'm assuming he's been on the GTX data. Um, the figure he put up there would have won four of the last seven of the racing okay, on the target. Okay. So that's that's their sort of thought process there. I heard this uh, morning. Okay, well, it sounds- if you're taking Animo to England, it should be to go to Wimbledon or something, <laughs> not to a racetrack. <laughs> Jeepers creepers. Uh, 
I could see him just bubbling away there. Nico, you nearly got last the lot last week. Frankie Pino at odds, and then so Dazzling for Sarge at Ren second. So uh, definitely finding the horses at value. It's been a funny uh, week in the news. We've been watching it, I guess, from afar or airport lounges at least. The Quokka Barrier draws a beauty. I'm not sure if it was a marking strategy, but uh, they've made a mozza of that. And Massimo, uh, they've forgot to enter or they've duplicated Uncommon James. So they've stuffed the barrier draw up and it was a little, little illegitimate, illegitimate barrier draw. So why didn't they just redraw, redraw the lot? They've just opened a can of worms here and started a couple of uh, horses through. Madness. Yeah, I just, it's pretty simple, surely. Like, you can't have half and half, so you just redraw. Redraw, like, I don't know. And that, it can't be dead yet, can it? Like, Christ, I think, with the favourites drawn 14, they're going berserk. You could nearly take them to court between now and then. If it was in New South Wales, they'd be they'd be all over it. So, you know, I, I think it might be the end of the old plucker, plucker duck system. Maybe it'll all be automated from now on. All automated, yeah. But uh, as you said, uh, just I caught that little bit with the marketing strategy, Scoot. The, the, the word quokka would never have been used, heard or seen or used so many times in the last 48 hours. You know, so if, if, even if you don't know about it, you're about the barrier draw stuff up. So, um, yeah, have a bit of awareness, even if it wasn't in the right vein. There's another beauty that's uh, popped up on Racenet uh, yesterday. And I think the horses end assembly at uh, one listed race in uh, Brisbane in December. And it was uh, the cocaine horse. So this is from the uh, the Mark Curry yard here. And it's a story about uh, a, a random punter that claims that he's had two bags of cocaine at the Eagle Farm races. He's managed to... Um, he doesn't know Curry. Doesn't, doesn't know, know any no of connections. the owners. Oh, I think he knows some of the owners and he tipped the horse to his dad and his uncle and he's had a bit of a bet on it. But I'll tell you what, he's bet up himself on the day. He's bought. He claims to have bought two bags of cocaine in the toilets at the races. So <laughs> he's dropped 700 and then he's had 10 to 15 drinks, vodka and, and whatnot, and then he's just somehow got past the uh, the coats that uh, secured in. He's gone in and patted the horse after it's won the race. So none of this checks out on the CCTV at Eagle Farm, and oh, I don't know where to start or finish, but this is one of the most mind-blowing stories that I've, I've seen in racing in, in quite some time, and Friends of mine say that uh, if you'd had two bags of Coke, you'd be doing really well to sort of get Stand past up. the security. And, uh, well, like, no, apparently you'd get you'd past You'd just them. probably fly straight <laughs> over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's remarkable that you could uh, you could have two bags of Coke and 15 or 10 drinks and be able to talk your way through uh, the security. Well, this well, is didn't just, they question him and they said, oh, are you sure? And he's like, oh, I'm reasonably certain or something. So, he, yeah, no, he was in a good state. He was fine. Have you heard anything like this before in your life, DK? Uh, oh, extraordinary! When I was reading, when you said that through this morning, and um, I was just reading it, and I thought, well, they've already been found guilty. They're, they're deliberating, on, deliberating on penalty. All of a sudden, old mate's put his hand up and said, "Come in with this." <laughs> um, he was there, obviously, he was there somewhere because he was, you know. Which, um, yeah, anyway, I, I don't know, I don't know what, what to make of it, but I um, know oh, it was, uh, yeah, jeez. Plenty going on. Why? How, why can they? How can they charge Ben Curry if he's just a stable hand? How can they have? How can he get charged? Unless they've said that he's, you know, they've got evidence that he gave the horse something. How can? Why is it not just his father that's getting charged? But it's a, the whole thing's so strange, isn't it? It's an, and their obsession with Curry and things happen with Curry. I'm not saying it's anything, you know, like whatever. That's it's their job to police the industry, but everything that involves Ben seems strange. It doesn't seem straightforward. So. It's just another chapter. That, that's that's the, oh yeah. I don't know where this ends, but um, to to go and declare and ha- put yourself out there with a stat deck saying that you've you've done this behaviour is so. Is there any legal like? Could he be? Is he in trouble for? No, you know, I, don't, I, I don't know. It's I, don't just, think, it is what it I don't is. think so. It's no recreational, recreational. recreational. Yeah. Well, you can't get pinged for that. No, for, for kept putting your hand up and saying I bought this in the toilet. So they can't just because no, Curix police right here. He could be banned. For, he could be banned for for life for, off off the track because I don't think like you're that. allowed to have drugs uh, at the races. So uh, fair enough. Yeah, geez, it's, a, it's an as as big a problem for Eagle Farm if they're um letting cocaine. We've got someone into... who'll set up a stall in the toilets there. Yeah, yeah. happy days. So yeah, it's 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 a very bizarre one, the, the whole thing. But um, it's worth a uh, worth a look on RaceNet, and uh, you'll definitely get a giggle if you're having a slow day in the uh, the office today or tomorrow. Make sure you read the story, and uh, I'm sure it'll be uh, around the traps. But um. 
fascinating to see how that one unfolds. The Comics Lounge in Melbourne, it's a comedy festival down in Melbourne, so uh, make sure you head to Errol Street and uh, visit the Comics Lounge, a sponsor of ours. Uh, today's show is going to be a beauty. Uh, Donnie via video, He's uh, he's got a bit of a uh, sniffle, poor old Donnie. Found Chinny Boom, the boom horse, uh, last week, which was short and sweet, and then uh, Applications was his other tip. It ran third, so I think he's going to open the batting with Eagle Farm Race 1 this week. Uh, Walt's pretty horned up about the all-age. He thinks the, uh, the champagne steaks is one of the strongest additions he's seen for quite some time. Oh, I got asked to do it, didn't I? And I was like, there's just – it's a dead set, like not even – there's maiden form in there that's got – it's just – oh, my God. Like it's always a bit of a funny race, the champagne, but they should have just scratched it off the card, put on another midway. Isn't everyone wrapped at home? They thought, oh, well, Walt will come back up and about from the Masters and – You've sort of got grumpier and more angry and I'm more right. negative. I'm somehow. all right. No, I'm just tired. But even like you tell me a horse that's in that race that like you've already got militarised probably going to end up at start. It's a camel. And now they've got five other camels in there trying to horse club, trying to qualify another camel to stand for 25000 or something. It's just it's camel fest. We're just breeding camels from camels. Camel, I didn't really camel. think of that angle with China Horse Club. Well, if they've got multiple runners. Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So militarised would be, up. yeah, you think they'd Could be dead as a doornail. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, if, if something's coming after you and it's got the right colours, just do the star jump off or something, yeah. Handbrake, that's, that's an angle. Nico's going to have a look at uh, the Vobus uh, showdown day at Sandown. I'm going to have a look at the Quokka. I'm pretty happy to bet now that uh, Bellatina's sub $4. I think that's crazy price or I could be still jet lag. Top Sport Steamers, uh, we've got three bets and I think uh, they're all pretty great, good lay. So I think uh, Tristan's caught them uh, pretty well. Uh, speaking of uh, Top Sport and Tristan, uh, make sure you check out uh, their app and mobile site. It's uh, terrific, and they've got all the markets there. So it doesn't matter or, uh, if you want to bet on Gather Round or NRL or uh, AFL or any of the racing this weekend, make sure you check out uh, Top Sport. Or if you're like me, you're on the bounce and you want to keep betting on the golf, all of a sudden got bitten by the bug, uh, there's another way to uh, turn your money over. So make sure you head to topsport.com.au and download their app from the App Store. Make sure you get the newest version because it is Mickey Mouse. First one we're going to have a look at is uh, Sandown with you, Nico, and there's 3 to 15 mil forecast on Saturday, as you sort of alluded to there. So it'd be interesting to see what uh, the track conditions come up with. Um, but Sandown race four, let's have a look at the market, courtesy Top Sport. Northern Barrage is a favourite here, $2.30, Midnight Glow, four sixty. Kentucky Nick, six fifty. Knights on seven fifty. Roaring Engine, tw- uh, $10. Bengal Boy, $12. Highland Hill, 15 and 40s for... Uh, Kennedy and foretelling, but the replay we're going to have a look at here is Northern Barrage in the uh, the pink with the black spots back in the ruck. Yeah, and like the uh, the black caviar colours, really. Uh, Northern Barrage. This is a a key laid up. This is the St Ledger trial at uh, Bendigo. Um, and he's just sort of gone past a few of his main rivals here on the fences, Kentucky Nick, Roaring Engine, um, and Night Sun, and he runs straight past all of them. This was over 2,200 metres. Now they get to 2,400. I would have thought with the uh, the way he hit the line here, he's probably going to be the strongest late at the end of 2,400. Um, this has been Mick Kent's race for a while. He's uh, won it with uh, Royal Crown, who I think he owned at the time when he sort of didn't train, and then Charlevoix won this race. So he always kind of sets a horse up for a race like this, and I think this horse – Probably would have been some sort of a, uh, you know, an each way sort of player at long odds in like a, an ATC derby. He's probably right in the SA derby. So I think this looks like a, a good launching point for him. And he races pretty much the same field as he raced the other day. Um, there's a few horses here that are bringing in a different form line. Um, I thought sort of $2.30 was very respectable for him given the fact that how well he beat most of those horses. M- Mick D seems to be riding sound down very well at this uh, extended trip over 2,400. So yeah, I thought two thirty was uh, pretty generous at the moment. I thought the only danger was probably Bengal Boy DK. Yes, probably you know I was, something. I was the only horse I was, was going to mention him. Yeah, Nico. If you didn't, but uh, yeah, go on. Out of the fast run race at Packardham, um, hit the line strongly there. Gets Billy, who's a bit of a, a go-to rider at the moment. He's come back in very good form, Billy well, Egan. I, I think that's one of the reasons it improved last start. He went on. Yeah, and I think um, Alana was off, and he was on and. Onto the bigger track. Yeah, we, we actually backed this horse for the syndicate at Kitten and Alana didn't sort of give it any chance. Well, so it was buried back on the inside, you know. But um, no, he looks, he's trending, he's trending towards an SA derby as well. But uh, it's been, every run's been full of merit. And uh, that was, yeah, that was like Moya, Moya, Moya Lass, I think I tipped it, tipped it a moral on here, even though it was Morrill's prize, that race. So I, I thought she had panels on him. And then those other two went and got, ran really well to get, you know, reasonably close to her with a, with a huge gap to fourth. So, um, I think he's trending the right way. He's, he's got a good chance. And you could sort of argue that Moya last form line could be a, a little bit stronger than the, the Derby trial too. So 
Yeah, I, I definitely think he's. Yeah, that's Gringotts and all that form. Mm. So she was she was buying Gringotts and and then out of the uh, Metro race, wasn't she? Oh yeah, I'd I'd have him clear second pick. So he's probably my best result at twelve dollars um, for sure. And I think I'll back Northern Barrage as well. Night Sun's probably the other horse out of that lead up. It was in the pink, getting back towards the inside, gets new it. Um, real stayer. He might be the other horse that's a bit in play, but if it wasn't a real wet track, I'd probably be betting right up in this race with Northern Barrage and Bengal Boy. I'm um, just probably going to be a little bit more reserved given the the conditions. And these are young three year olds who haven't had that much exposure to it. But um, yeah, Bengal Boy looks well. The odds at twelve dollars and Northern Barrage looks your most likely winner. What about Roaring uh, Engine out of uh, Arapaho Mistral? Old man, bred to bred to eat the rising trip, and he wasn't that far off him. Just think the I think if you're gonna take anything out of the lead up, it just has to be Northern Barrage, uh, that Derby trial. So that was probably the way I lent with that. I thought Nightson was quicker than him home the last two hundred, so that's probably the the case you can make for that horse and gets new it. So they were probably the only two I could take out of the, the St. Ledger trial, but he's bred to stay that horse, yeah. See the um the winner, the the winner the, um they sold the winner. Have they? Yeah, Neville Murdoch. They must have Bray or Aussie or I don't know who it is has come after it and says, Do you want to sell it? And he said, Oh, everything's for sale. So um, next thing, it's they bought it and it's at Kieran Mars. So, and it's got like that horse when it won its sale, like it won its sale, it was going sideways, and it's you know it's still. It's, I think I think I like seeing horses who race greenly. That's what Ma would have seen. So there's plenty more in the tank, you know. What about when I backed so, it uh, earlier this prep at Packenham at nineties when it flew home to run second? Yeah, that was good. What about against uh, against Northern Barrage? Well, my last ever be- ever tip <laughs> when I was tipping was it. And it didn't. It was first up, and I said, "Oh, this horse goes all right." And it just got beaten six lengths. Well, now look at it. So anyway, promises it. kept. Is that the horse? That's yeah, it. Promises kept. Promises kept. Yeah. See, to Kieran Mars, and I don't know. They didn't say the owners were. I'm tipping it might be Bray or Aussie or someone's gone and bought it. So find out at Footy Train uh, this week or tonight, mm. DK. That'll be the go. Race seven at Sandown is the uh, Thoroughbred Breeders Victoria Showdown, and. Um, She's all shenanigans. Three dollar twenty favorite here. Apache song five dollars. Critique is six fifty. Butch Cassidy from the uh, the Gaybot team eight fifty. So it's back from Sydney. Picky eight fifty. Arizona activist twelve dollars. Magic Mogul seventeen. Elphinstone at seventeen dollars. And better the rest. And that's the horse that we're going to look at, or that Nico wants to concentrate on, is Elphinstone at odds here. And the favorite she's all shenanigans uh, for this race is out in front with a baldy face and. You're in the McAvoy colours here, Nico. Yeah, Chestnut sort of working our way through the field. Uh, this was a a day where it was a huge advantage to be up on top of the speed near the rail. Um, this is a 1,000-metre race, and Elphinstone kind of missed the start and got a long way back and then um, hits the line pretty well, second fastest last 200 metres of this race. I think the She's Old Shenanigans win um, was very flattered by the way the race shape was run. They've run no time. She's got to got it all her own way out in front, gone slow, and then just kicked off the bend on a biased track. So she goes a thousand up to twelve hundred meters. It looks a very easy lay. I would have thought she's all shenanigans. Um, if I was a bookmaker, I'd be putting it in for the lot, to be honest, because I think there's a few horses here that'd be uh, stronger than her at twelve hundred meters late. And I thought this Elphinstone just had to be in the race off the relative SPs. Like just start five dollars last start against the favourite. Um, looks like a horse who will be better for that debut run. Got back and hit the line from seven. Can probably posse up a bit closer here. Uh, I thought it was definitely a, a horse with a chance at you know sort of sixteen, seventeen dollars. I thought it was pretty, pretty good odds. I thought it was definitely overs. There's a there's a few horses here that are definitely in the race. Um, the Waterhouse Bot too. You got you got to have a good look at critique. Will probably take on She's All Shenanigans, and I think he'll be stronger than her late. So um, he's definitely got to be in your calculations. He did kind of have the perfect run the other day at Ballarat though. Um, was a day you wanted to be leading and on the fence, and he did that. So again, he was probably a bit flattered by that win. Butch Cassidy would definitely be the horse you'd have a really good look at if he didn't run so poorly last start in Sydney. It was on a wet track too. So, you know, if you take that angle, he just didn't go on the wet. It could be, you know, a similar conditions there on Saturday. So that's probably the worry with him. And then I suppose Apache Song and maybe a horse like Arizona Activist who wasn't far off Butch Cassidy on debut are, are sort of in play. But, yeah, the way I looked at the race, I thought Elphinstone's probably a bet at around $17, just something small there. I think she can uh, really jump out of the ground here. Then maybe for exotics, uh, critique and Arizona activists are probably got to go into all the two-year-olds in there and the two-year-olds on the wet track, as Nico said. You know, I think he, again he finds the right angle rather than want to charge into something tight in the market, find a bit of value. So um, all two-year-olds all hitting a hitting a wet deck. Um, sand down, it's a th- shoot thousand, isn't it? So they're a twelve hundred. Well, sorry, 12, twelve. So twelve around the bend. Yeah. So um, same yeah. as the blue diamond. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. Same track as that. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I'll um, I'll be watching. Don't mind your angle there with uh, Elvenstone and Arizona Activist. 
I'll be uh, steaming in right behind you there, Nico. And uh, even just, yeah, if you just want to lay one, I'd uh, I'd happily bet around the favourite there and, and you could have the field to uh, knock it over at Top Sport. All right, if you want Nico's Mounting Yard Mail, three to five minutes pre-race, we record on a Thursday, but uh, Nico's Mounting Yard Mail via Telegram is Saturday. So Nico will be out there. Uh, he'll have his raincoat on, and it's 25 bucks a week, and so you get uh, Saturday and Wednesday metros and some bonus night racing and any of the big features down in Victoria. So make sure you check that out if uh, you're new to the show. It's uh, trusted by some of uh, Australia's biggest punters, I can guarantee having seen the uh, the client list and uh, my time back at Betfair. All right, punningform.com.au is uh, another proud sponsor of us. Uh, they're the best form guy in the business. They've had a, uh, a reskin and I've finally migrated to the new sites. I've got used to the bright colours and uh, their new speed maps and stuff like that. So I'm using punningform.com.au and uh, I really like their new worksheets and, uh, and the new function that's starting to drop. So makes uh, the form very, very simple. Walt, are you awake? Are you with us? Barely. I've got I got some choc chip cookies and some ham sandwiches, so you uh I'm tipping you'll be right, mate, by the time you finish this segment. It's uh it's another wet one up in Sydney. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the forecast says three to fifteen mil on today, on Thursday, and then Friday up to five mil. So we should expect maybe what, fifty to hundred mil between yeah, now that's and the problem, race time? It? That's the problem. And you've already got trainers coming out, like I've seen Joe Pride say he's not gonna run private eye worse than a six, so um, yeah, it's 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 a nightmare trying to sort of digest it all too too much at the moment. Hopefully it doesn't rain, but um you'd expect sort of six, seven, eight, I guess at the moment's probably what you're trying angle up for. Uh the favourite in the uh champagne stakes race seven is militarized. It's been uh two sixteen to two. Hang on, we're doing the champagne stakes. Yeah, we're just gonna have a look at it. Jesus Christ, you told me only. not to do it. That's all right, let's go. No, I'm just gonna try and keep you on your toes. I'm just yeah. gonna do market only and we'll talk about the race. Can we put and then we'll what they, the what they'd stand for at stud next to him as well? Can Borco just make that can you calculate that right now and throw it into the spreadsheet? Well twenty seven thousand for Artorius. Are you gonna talk about that? What about that? Twenty seven thousand for a back marking cat. Like oh you get a free bloody three year of uh what do they got? Whiskers or something with with every serve. You get a free <laughs> Do you reckon that they should, you know, all these ads that have just taken over any, you know, all the gambling stuff online and the racing.com telecast has gone to pieces, in my opinion, because of these, you know, think of what you could really do. Do you reckon they could start doing it with horses at the sales? Yeah, like that's it. Yeah, you ah. get you get about a half a percent back, plus it costs you the next five years as well on top of whatever. Yeah, what about beautiful. the micro shares? Exactly. Exactly. When, when you're buying, you know, when they bought a horse for three hundred thousand and those, they're selling it for one point three, think Hawks. of what you could really what is be it doing Hawks, with your money. Six hundred and fifty thousand they spend for every city win they get, or something like that. Yeah, it's awesome. Might be, might be time for the breeders to start kicking up for the punters because things could start getting a bit dark soon. Yeah, it's amazing how they're tackling that. That's a, probably a different subject altogether. Those, um, those. Uh, what are they tobacco like warning warnings yeah. that they've decided to start throwing in all sorts of weird, wonderful places? Maybe they should, uh, yeah, definitely concentrate on. Uh, maybe these corporates that prey on people who are self-excluded, uh, you know, things like that. They've, they've, they've sort of jumped the gun. I don't know what they're trying to do, protect their own ass as usual, but they're doing it in a strange way. Mm, that's enough. That's uh, that's our breeding segment for the week. We'll get back to the champagne stakes and Militarizer's favourite, Tools 40, Don Corleone, $3.60. Wow. Uh, Tom Kitten, eight fifty. Bases loaded, $12. Peer pressure, $12. Townsend, $18. Make a call, 19 10 Horsa. 20, Felix the Scat 31, Kintyre 31, and 101, Ma Ali. Free bet time. If you got a free uh, $50 bet, who are you going to back? Um, yeah, okay. So we took the size as probably obviously the, the, the line that most people will take. And well, the time overall was okay, but it was a very fast run race that suited Militarized, had a perfect run, put them away. Don Corleone looked pretty bad there, but like a pretty average running second. That peer pressures the horse that's got beat in two maidens come out and got you know well spaced third there. It's only twelve dollars in in this champagne stake, so it shows how bad the race is. You go looking for Tom Kitten, um, another race where they sort of went out nine below. It's come from last. That looks good on paper, but they've not really come home quick. So he's done something, but not mm. a lot. Uh, he's probably the starting point. Then you look at Gay's horse. I thought it went really well. It's called Townsend. Sat outside the leader. They look like they went quick. They absolutely crawled. Um, there's just holes in every every horse's form, and you know, like I, when you're thinking that a horse like Kintyre or something that's a a midweek battler at best could probably sit on speed and run a race here. It's a it's a very poor open Group One. Um, I guess Militarizers has to start favourite just because it it ran away from him in a size. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Amulets won this one. Nico, uh, 
I know you were team militarized the other day, Scooty, and he's well found, but geez, like, I don't know if you could be backing him at 240 or whatever he is at the moment. Uh, he seems very short given just the way that race panned out for him. I don't think the, the key chances in the race handled the track, and he seemed like the only horse that did, and he kind of had the run of the race up on the fence. That was the place to be early. So um, I'd be sort of tip- I'm sort of tipping he regresses off that run, and I think if he does, there's probably not much between a lot of these horses sort of off what they've done so far in their career. Um, yeah, I thought these horses on the back up out of the Fernhill looked a bit Deadly. Uh, Tom Kitten came from the back, hit the line strongly, gets Nash. Um, you think the backup would really suit him. And I think Townsend's got to be in the race. And I think if he goes faster, there could be every chance he could run a few of these into the ground on the backup. Um, I think this looks like a bit of a set play to get him here third up. And uh, he looked a horse who probably wasn't that suited by the slow tempo the other day, given he doesn't have much, that much of a turn of foot. So, um, yeah, I'll probably back both of them, to be honest, Tom Kitten and Townsend. I think this favourite's uh, – well, he's obviously got to be your favourite in the race, but there's no way I'd want to take $2.40 um, just off how easy he had at last start and um, coming up to 1600 with those other two on the quick backup. I think they just set up a bit better at better odds too. So Tom Kitten and Townsend uh, for me. Mm, I'd have a box exactly with a favourite, and I think you guys have found – well, they're the two roughies that I want to be in the boxes. Base is loaded and Townsend will probably control the race too. And I think it actually did go too quick the other day. Base is loaded. So, and sort of half kicked away, got tired late. It's, it can probably improve to sort of mid, mid figure odds. I, I think I'm on the stuff and the same too as, as Nico. And probably base is loaded just in case they control the race um, between them, guys. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm finished with bases loaded. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Half of the, most of these horses are sixth and seven run first prep and all sorts of weird things. There's nothing well set up. There's nothing, you know, you normally get one or two that you go, oh, we're waiting for this horse to get to a mile. Uh, none of those are in this race. Like, uh, it's just a yeah, it's just a weird race where it's all falling away this year. All right, all age stakes. Uh, let's have a look at Giga Kick, $3.10 favourite here. Zaki, five fifty. This is a remarkable price. I'd just be absolutely laying the bejesus out of this horse. Can't believe it's uh, five fifty. Marzu, $7.00. Jackano, $8.00. Private Eye, eight fifty. Cascadian, $10.00. Lost and Running, 16 Ho-O Amazon, $19.00. Uh, Rock and Horse, 21 Electric Gal looks, uh, girl looks pretty big odds here, $26.00. Bandersnatch, 61 And Colding. Still going around at 151. I guess the most obvious replay to have a look at is uh, Giga Kick. Most of the f- other formers um, pretty exposed, except for the uh, the Japanese horse here. Giga Kick sort of looms up. Lost and running. Uh, Coming through the white face, had a perfect running transit. Uh, lost and running sat sort of six and seven wide the whole way. First up, 1,200 and a heavy. I wish I win coming down the outside. It was hard to run on from back and white here this day, so that was probably the only thing that Giga Kick had to sort of come against, but um, had the right run through. If I wish I win was in this race, it a dead set be twos on, I, I would imagine. So I, I don't know why the heck they've spelled that horse. It seemed like an absolute gimme, but I just saw that they sort of announced it quite early. So maybe they're just, um, you know, worried about the Everest and the Everest only now. Uh, quite an irrelevant thing to worry about. But, um, yeah, if Giga Kick runs 1,400, it does look like there's, uh, you know, speed. Well, there's horses drawn right across the park that want to be, fairly close to the speed so i'd imagine there's a three and four wide line because there's not a lot of actual tempo in the race and i think that means that giga kick won't be too far away to be sort of midfield three and four wide with cover uh, unfortunately gets the wrinkle back on it um you saw what the bloody mr brightside <laughs> did without the wrinkle while he was cast but uh if zach Purton was on i'd be i'd be keener uh, I don't think 1,400 is a problem. It, not easy to tackle 1,000 to 1,200 last start, and, and it did that on a heavy nine and certainly what didn't disgrace itself there at all. So just by default, I think it it, it has to go very close. I'm, I'm with you with Zaki. I think the horse is just about cactus. He trolled okay. Um, if he wins this race, it shows how bad the race is because there's not too many horses set up well to run 1,400. Uh, lost and running isn't. Private Eye obviously get beaten 16 lengths last start. They're not going to run it unless it's dry. If it comes out dry somehow, he, he can run well. Cascadian back from 2,000 is a really Head scratcher, isn't it? weird play. Marzu gets to 1,400 for the first time. He's had his chance there, like absolute PR. So he'd uh, he'd be surprised if he sort of um, turned the tables. I don't know what to do with this Japanese horse. He's been beaten out of sight, you know, five of his last six or something. Uh, Colding's been gone for longer than me. Rockin' Horse wouldn't run 1,400 down a cliff. <laughs> Electric Girl needs it dry, can run a race if it gets dry. And, and Jackano, you know, is that form the right form? Uh, he's, he's fairly well set up, but, again, he probably wants it dry, doesn't he? I think uh, Nico and that would know him better. But it's, it just looks giga kick by default. If it's down the middle and um, 
it, it just looks, you know, very, very well placed against a, a lot of horses that aren't well placed. It depends how what it is. I think maybe soft six would put, probably pull up Jack and I. Yeah, and and ideal. Yeah, that'd be. As, uh, there's quite. A, it's a different race if this is a four or five to if it's a seven, eight, nine. I think that's the that's the key to it, and it probably brings Cascadian in. To be honest, the heavier it gets, uh, because he's the one horse you know is super honest, handle, handles all all ground, and he's going to be strong. Whereas you know most of these should be looking for somewhere to lie down the last hundred. Nico. Or DK, yeah, or DK's the group uh, one king. DK's the group one, man, so we'll go to him. Yeah, I know. Well, no, i giga kick. I mean, just keep it simple, as I've done, giga kick. Um, 1,400, Mark Reed's old pearl was, uh, mate, can't, don't pot him at, can't pot him at a trip unless they've failed at it. So um, he's coming up to the trip. I, the way I, the way he was getting through the line there, I'd say no no issue with the 1,400. Um, as I said, the knock there, Walt picked it, was off a 1,000-metre race. You know, he's, it can leave you vulnerable, I'll tell you, but he's – he was, um, he was, you know, twelve hundred heavy nine. He's still getting through the line. So, um, and a lot of these horses are not not so much in the wilderness. They're good horses, but not not set up as nearly as well as he's third up into this. Um, so, yep, no, the giga kick. I thought he'd be very, very hard to beat. Nico, yeah, I, I kind of thought, you know, if you if you're playing that way, um, you know, back to best horse kind of thing, it, yeah, you probably have to be with him. It's just. 1400 probably is a way. I would have liked him to draw a softer gate to run like a strong 1400, but um, he's a class, class horse. I think he's the best sprinter we have in Australia. So getting to 1400 is probably a ticket. I think that's the interesting point for Zaki. Like, yes, he's won, you know, a few tramways in that over 1400, but that was against, you know, a similar position where, you know, they're, they're horses that were looking for further like he was. Now he's going to race the sprinters over 1400, you know, Mizzou and Jackano and Giga Kick Private Eye there. They've been, you know, they were running the Everest last year. Now he's going to take them on. Um, the trial was okay, um, but yeah, five fifty seems pretty short for him. Mizzou just can't win a race, and I don't know if fourteen hundred is what he's looking for. Jackano to my looked completely under prep at his last run. He over raced in the run. He didn't parade anywhere. Like that parade I saw in the CFO, I reckon is one of the best parades I've seen from a horse. Just completely in the zone, and you could tell. Like he jumped out of the barriers. Like that was his race that day, and then the, the start after he got a bit warm in the yard. Um, I don't know. I think it would be a good training performance to get him back to, to win this race without having a break because it just looked like um, he was a bit finished there. And then sort of where do, you, where do you go to after that? Cascadian's fine, but he's back in trip. I don't know. If this Japanese horse is any good, this is this is a race that seems easy enough to pick up the sticks, doesn't it? But are they? I mean, it looks like to me he's bought out a couple of – like, you know, that's the testing. are they testing the waters here? What's he, Could what's be. he doing? Because, as I said, he's been beaten out of sight over there, but he thinks that's good enough to compete here. Mm. So. Um, very interesting the sort of horses he's brought out that bloke. I'll be half cheering for it. I'll be half cheering <laughs> for it just because if if that thing with getting beaten in group three is a mile, <laughs> oh, you'd love it. I, what, what Nico said is Jolly. I wrote down too. Like Ice Bath has good fresh form over fourteen hundred, but beat Ice Bath. At, sorry, Zaki does, but beat Ice Bath and Nimali last time, and then the time before that it beat bloody Arameo. So. Yeah, it's not really um, Everest vintage form. It's not fourteen hundred meter form, is it? It's like that's like sixteen hundred meter form over fourteen. Mm. So. Yeah, maybe it is. Just keep it simple, DK. Just stick with Giga Kick because the rest you'll just <laughs> you'll just run around in circles, grading yourself up. So, yeah, maybe do keep it simple there, punters. Mm. I think it's really simple. I think Giga Kick's nearly a, a moral, and the only oh, saving God. you could have would be loss and running. Oh God! I think it's the only horse that can genuinely improve. Like he, he copped at an awful track the other day. He's only got beaten by a six first up, and then well, he just looks the best suited back up to fourteen hundred, and looks like a possible target race for him. But he's still got to run down Giga Kick, and I'm not sure he can. With, he's only, I know he's a younger horse, but 56.5 kilos, I think that might be telling. Anyway, I think he's uh, the real deal, Giga Kick, and I think DK's uh, on the money. Don't knock him until he uh, he fails. Let's have a look at uh, the last race, Walt. You've uh, you found one in the uh, the Catnax Jewelers Handicap here. The first uh, in the market here is Democracy Manifest, 420 substantial $7. Hellfest, $8. Malatai is $8.50. Blazer Trail, $10. The Face, $13.00. Uh, well-known horse, that one. Kinlock, $13. The Poacher, $14. Southern Land, a lad, sorry, uh, $15. An easy single, 16 Nemeth, Mitch B's horse, $18. And Rocket Tiger, 19 And you got 20s or better, the last two there. We're going to have a look at the trial first of uh, Democracy Manifest. Uh, it's green. It's uh, last on the fence. Uh, so he just drops it out. Yeah, just typical Waller trial. They do come home pretty quick here. Um Horse in front, Gundy Bridge, pretty fast horse, given a, a sound. Is it Gundy Bridge at this race? No, that's not that. Well, that's a Zaki trial, trial, wrong one. But anyway, I don't know who let it. They did come home quick. 
and it's just sort of smokes back up the fence late. Very nice moving two trials between. I love Waller like 112 days. Not a big, not a big break. I like him off shorter breaks, and I like it when he gives them two trials. Um, usually they run extremely well. I think this is definitely the horse to hold out. There does look uh, really solid pressure as long as there's not too many scratchings. The face really goes, you know, too slow and then you've got a bit of help from some lower class horses that will push forward from wide and, and at least keep the tempo rolling, which should play into the hands of Democracy Manifestly to the light in the green, just poking its head up the fence there under a under a big grip. So it did make ground in, in a fast couple of sections. This also is the poacher. So, yeah, okay, there's two horses. Is this Kinlock's in this as well, I think? Uh, so this yep. is, yeah, Poacher's sort of back there. The inside was no good here at all. Uh, 1,400 was the first time he'd seen it. I don't think he really ran it out. So the, the, the horse is Lock Eagle coming down the outside. I think Spangler's the grey who came out and won the final by about five. And he's just in the wrong spot here. Um, the, the Poacher completely. He, he drops back to 1,200 metres that day, which I think is a, a big positive. The weather watch is very important with this horse, though. He's certainly a, a much better horse on top of the ground and being drawn gate one, if somehow we end up on a sort of five, six at worst uh, and the fence is pretty good, which is, you know, seven-metre rail, as long as it's not too wet, it could could well be the, the right place to be. I, I think um, $14 is, is Big odds. The horse that has been racing this horse, Kinlock, gets the blinkers. They've got a similar setup. I think it's big odds as well. And and Democracy Manifest is um, is certainly the horse to hold out. But if it, it, playing by ear, it's not one I chime into early, even though it looks like it's big odds. It is certainly the the poacher here. The other horse at the top, which I'm going to just have one more dig at Ryan Maloney's ride on Mount High. The horse is flying. It's the worst ride I've ever seen in my life. I've just, I've, I've declared it. I've put it at the top of the list. Worst ride I've ever seen last start. Going 10 below and he's trying to drag it off the heels of the leader to, to, to try and find cover with 400 metres to go. Um, it's going okay, but drawn horrifically and I don't think it'll get the run it needs. It's just going through it. There's uh, not too many horses here that are, again, well set up, which is the the aim of the day on Saturday for me. And uh, the poacher is 14 back to 12 is perfect. It is for Kinlock as well and Democracy Manifesto be flooding home but um i think it's you know it's just the, that sort of horse that needs a bit of luck and blah blah it's a horse i'd rather save on than make the result i'd rather be making the poacher a, a good result and saving on democracy manifest no arguments uh, here but yeah it looks like it's absolutely airborne i think the only big danger with democracy manifest if waller's got a different plan or a, a second up target for uh, a horse like that otherwise it uh, looks like the horse to beat any thoughts with you guys Eddie Melbourne? oh no it just makes me smile every time i hear that Democracy manifest, you know democracy democracy manifest, Nico. Yep. Succulent Chinese meal. Yep. Very funny. Very. The cat popped up again the other day. So, um, yeah. No, and I think Darren Flindell gives it a nice rev when it wins, doesn't it? In reference to that video. So he loves it. He's always got a one liner, <laughs> yeah. well and truly prepared for this horse. Yeah. yeah. That's that's probably the problem with democracy manifest, isn't it? Is it he doesn't sort of win all that often. He's always sort of thereabouts. Um. I don't think he runs a mile. Like he stretched him out last time, and I know he, he sort of ran his best figure over 1,400, but I think he had things to suit there. I think he's a pretty good 1,200-meter horse. I'd actually like to see him go down the straight. I think he's a, I think he's a pretty talented horse. Um, yeah, but he, he's, his pattern's certainly a bit of a nightmare, that's for sure. But I think sort of kept to, to lower, like 1,200 max, fast tempos, Ramwick, um, I think he's a pretty good horse. What about Joe Marrera? Oh, we haven't really spoken about Joe's... Um success or his, his Sydney journey because you, you've been sort of away the last couple of uh, video sort of previews, but uh, how have you found Marrera settling into yeah, Sydney? Yeah, he definitely looks like he's um, freshened up, doesn't he? I think when he's sort of lobbed here in and out uh, a few times, he's been found wanting a bit when he's sort of been flown in for a meeting or a ride, but settling in, he seems to be a, a much better uh, prospect this time. I mean, doesn't he? He's getting better opportunities while he's putting on a few of the right horses. He's, he's, but he's winning on 15 to 1 chances too, which mm. is always a good sign. It's, I think it's like uh, you've got Mark Wand, him, Purton. They've all come in and, and sort of uh, horses have, have gone better than expectations. So they show their class. They're definitely quality riders. And um, no, it's good to see him back because I honestly thought he'd been cast. I don't know if he's been, I haven't looked into it, whether he's been riding since he left um, Hong Kong or not. But if he hasn't, he's certainly come back with a, a bit of a vengeance. He's Brazilian, isn't he, Maria? Mm. I think he went yeah. back to Brazil and rode for a bit. And then, uh, and then he's come here, so he's had a bit of a, a grounding and then come here. Like, sick for us because we we're all on at 30s. But that ride on So Dazzling, like, I don't think it even runs second with other jockeys on it. Like, he just gave it a 20 out of 10. It was just beaten by a better horse. 
Um, yeah, you look at that, like Chris Daly threw over the line at long odds, um, sort of just giving him great rides. And yeah, I think he's a jockey you really want to find sort of on on those horses, especially on these wet tracks too, like on those horses that just need to be balanced and everything like that. Like he's a freak at that and he seems like he's a bit in the zone too. Looking at his career stats on punting form, his average um, win strike rate for his career over 6,000 rides is 21%. It's insane. He throws, he throws only half of them into a place, 48% of place. So- he is a freak. And that's in that ugly racing too, like Hong Kong. It's, it's very ugly. They go very quick. It's a couple of tight track or one tight track there. And to be able to to have that sort of record, even when he was getting the pick of the rides, Well, that's right. The pick of the crazy. ride shows it, doesn't it? He was right. He could ride what he wanted when he was flying over there, couldn't he? He, he could. And then Zach sort of sort of evened it up a little bit, but still. Mm. Um, no, I've always carried He's all, The problem is when he was there, you weren't getting the value. Where you were getting the good to the J-Mac tax sort of thing and now – now he's a little bit of a forgotten entity, um, you know. Like you try and oh, I'm not going to bag Willie Pike, but put them two together. Um, I know who I like. Jow's good. He's got, he looks he's so got good. Him, he, he does. He does. And uh, and you and you sort of he's a, a bit forgotten at the moment. So the market's not finding him. They will. They will soon enough. Yeah, I just love the way he keeps balance and they can change legs. And he's, he's just got all the tricks. He's mm. just a natural horseman. Um, I just love love to watch him. And the this horse sort of horse is a horse that you think you know he would be able to to probably put a length or two on compared to uh, most riders. All right, that's uh, that's our Sydney preview, but if you want more of Sydney and New South Wales uh, in general, Walt might be a bit sharper come come Saturday, and we'll definitely know what uh, the weather gods have decided uh, the Randwick track will be. Hopefully it's not a swamp, but um, racingwatch.com.au is where you get Johnny's action. You can get uh, the Telegram chat or the, oh, sorry, the Telegram message service or the Discord chat, so... If uh, I, I say I haven't said it for a while, but if you hate your missus and love racing, jump in the Discord and uh, you'll find uh, all sorts of uh, madmen in there. So uh, shout out to the boys; they're uh, they've done a, a pretty good job in John's, especially while John's I was away. Holy heck, they've been they um, betting. They found some, yeah, and they found, found some, some winners. Crazy, uh, some winners. I think they've been chugging along pretty well. So. Dogs, trots, they cover it all in these sports. Jesus, they don't miss. Very sick, very sick individuals. So if you're sick, get in there as well. All right, it's, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna preview the uh, the quacker. Uh, I'm gonna step in f- and a big shout out to uh, Trav who helped uh, with last week's show. So a big thanks to the boys last week. But uh, the quacker, uh, Millions Jewels favourite here at Top Sport two dollars ninety. Bella Nipatina at three fifty. Uncommon James seven dollars. Asfura nine dollars. Overpass eleven dollars. Tricks of the trade nineteen twenty one. Kementari still going around. Red Can Man twenty one dollars. Shades of Rose uh, we just saw it in the replay twenty six dollars. Resort Man forty one dollars. Hot Z fifty one. I'm not going to bother about any of the rest. Uh, the replay I wanted to have a look at here is Uncommon James, a little bit uh, unlucky in the galaxy, and you've got Asphora on its back. Uh, I just think this horse likes to be out and rolling, so the key to Uncommon James is to um, to be off and gone. So I just don't like the fact that it's been um, sort of held up, and it's only the last sort of 200 metres here. He gets sort of clicked up, and you might think that Asphora, will, you know, if given clear running, would have gone past him here, but... Um, I just think that he needs to be out uh, out and rolling, off and gone, and I think uh, the wide gate isn't a, a disadvantage for him. So I think uh, they'll know that and he'll be uh, pushed out and rolling on. Here's a replay of Amelia's Jewel in uh, the Roma Cup. She's in the green here with the red sleeves. Once she gets clear running, uh, just gets shaken up a little bit here and she's got uh, panels on this field. You can see a horse like bustling down the outside in the green and blue. Rattles off some uh, fast late splits, but a horse like that's just never getting any, get anywhere near uh, Amelia's Jewel. I'm not too worried about the uh, the wide gate here, but uh, definitely going to see a drift in the market. I can't see many people tuning into her at two dollars ninety. Her price will hold or will drift, but I would have thought that uh, on Common James looks about at seven dollars for me uh, with its form with the Group One Galaxy. And uh, the other race at Sandown, the Oakley Plate, where it won. So this horse is just Does there. Does Uncommon James get to choose the better of the two barriers that it drew? Or just gets the choice? Be, oh, there's just so many angles to that that I, it defies belief that. Uh, what did it draw, Uncommon James? It's got 13. Oh, shit. Mm. Oh, shit. Oh, I like that. Out of trouble. And you've only got sort of one option. And I know. Um, you're in that similar mode of thinking with a horse that sort of need to be up and going. The other horse that looks like it's uh, really well drawn is Overpass. It's off the Geld. It's got Josh Parr. Uh, I think I see it's been twenty one into eleven dollars. So JP's going to Perth to ride. Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah, for Bourne. Bjorn. Bjorn. Did he trial it? Yep. 
went went to Hawkesbury to trial it. So, mate, I tell you what, he doesn't get on planes very often. It, it must be airborne. Well, yeah, I, I that's what I thought looking at his trial. Big, um, sort of won the trial easily, just under a stranglehold. You look, look at his first up run last prep. He split, he's run second, splitting nature strip and lost and running. In behind him was Mizzou. Like he's a gun fresh. This horse, uh, he looks right in play. I would have thought, especially with the map. Um, and then yeah, you get the push there with JP going to ride him. He's obviously been um, booked for a long way because he rode him both trials. So. Uh, he looks a bit deadly. He feels pretty old over past, but he's only four. Feels like he's been around forever. He does. He was sort of beaten up for a little while there, wasn't he? When he was running in everything, but uh, he's got good first ability. up gelded. It looks a bit of go time for him. Well, and he was two fierce lame uh, in Nature Strip in oh, against Nature Strip in the shorts fresh last spring. So oh, he just looks absolute D day. He you have to make overpass winner, and I think it's uh, a pretty good bet. Uncommon James, who's the horse on the rise. It's time to uh, hear from Donny. He's under the weather, but uh, hopefully he's found a couple of winners for us this week. Donny's best for this weekend's racing. We go to the God's Carpet, Eagle Farm, best track in Australia. Let's hope we can find some winners. The first, the best bet comes up in race one. It's horse number eight, Headwall. It's a good Sydney horse. It loves 1,000 metres fresh. Uh, got a bump steer last up. Got held up, flash late. The race is over. Ran, some, uh, ran the best last 200 of the day, Sydney Midweek Metro meeting that form should definitely hold up here. If it doesn't get too far back, it bang straight past him. It's only about two thirty, but having to have something on number race one, number eight, Headwall. And the next best, the value bet, race eight, number nine, Ekaterina, around nine dollars. It really flew last start at Doom and came from last, but a nice horse from the O'Day Yard. Fourteen hundred Eagle Farm suits. The favourite Wolverine. It's a bit of a non-winner. It's a class horse. Been racing much stronger company. It doesn't really finish off too strong. It's a bit scared of the winning post. So have a, have an each way bet on race eight, number nine, Eka Torina. Good to see the boys back from the Masters. Go well this weekend, lads. Oh, we sort of lost him there in the last uh, final throws. But uh, the horse he's talking about there is E Katarina. So I'm not sure, I hope his uh, missus isn't Russian because he uh, he can't pronounce E Katarina. But it's a $7.50 chance against Wolverine who... Well, that's an interesting one. Sixteen hundred heavy track goes back to the Daybreak Lover over fourteen hundred Eagle Farm. It's I, dead to me. Huh? It's dead to me. Wolverine. It's dead to me. I think it's a fourteen hundred meter horse. I think it's a fourteen hundred meter slug. <laughs> it looks really well set up. Ecat Arena uh, Barry Eleven's a slight concern, but uh, twelve hundred to uh, fourteen hundred. Really good run last start. Really good win last start. And there's not much in the race outside of those two uh, chances. Speak up, John O'Shea. Soft draw is very important to Wolverine. At mm. least it gives it a chance to settle closer. It's obviously very dangerous. Uh, what price is that, Ekaterina? 11, so it's a three twenty Wolverine, and you've got Ekaterina seven fifty, and then John O'Shea's all speak up four sixty. Did you say like I'm all for positivity? I'm a positive person, but uh, Eagle Farm, the best track in Australia. He, it's he, racing pretty I well. I thought it was going to be rushing him to the ER. He can't speak. He, he's, he's saying it's the best track in Australia. Hey, he could be gone, Donnie. He could have like that uh, golden staff or something. I think he's flying. He's flying. Yeah. Did you see Headwall? He didn't even mention like no balls. Uh, one big, big, big change. B Spriggs off. B Spriggs off. Um, wide gate for it does hurt, but uh, that horse is absolutely airborne. It was just uh, I, I could actually even give Ryan Maloney a break. It could be the worst ride I've ever seen in my life. Last start headwall. He's a uh, he's a thousand meter specialist. Our Donny. So uh, race one number eight headwall. Uh, if he tips him in there short, he had uh, he had a good one yesterday. Rich on who uh, just went straight to the front. So that'll be uh, extremely hard to beat. Let's have a look at uh, Top Sport Steamers uh, this week. First one, Randwick race six number eight is Great House. Uh, 125 at 41 in the JRA plate. How about how gone are we if that's a big bet? If that's it, 125 at 40s is is making the segment. Like, we, can we? Can we that, come on, great. Who's that? Was it? Was it Hawkins? Ask him. Can we find out who had the bet? <laughs> I'm not even going to grace that with a with an answer. The JRA plate's the worst race I've ever seen. For right. race luck. seven, number one, Don Corleone, 1500 at four dollars. There, that's better. Well, it's better, it's slightly better. Um, Donation, I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. I don't the horse be looks beaten. The he looks beaten up. He looks beaten. I'm surprised they'd gone on with him. I thought they would put him in a paddock. Well, it's you got to you got to go on with him because if he wins, he's worth twenty million Gazillion. or something crazy. So like, they've dead set got five runners in them, and four of them look like they're they've been char grilled. So um, you know, it is what it is. Great lay this one, despite going off at six fifty. Uh, race eight, number ten, Bella Nipatina. Just think it's a B grade form versus a couple of these others who just look perfectly uh, set up. I like the horse, but or like the mare. Sorry, but. Uh, 
It's had a long, funny prep, hasn't it? It's just Not feels like me. an afterthought. It's a bit of a weird timing for this race to try and uh, get the better sprinters over there in, in peak form. Um, they've got too many options. They're starting to think about being put away now. They don't really want to get on a, a five-hour plane and, and target it. So it's not an easy one to plan out. But yeah, I'd much rather be the a horse that looks like it's been set for it, like the mighty overpass. All right. That's, a, uh, that's all of the racing action from us. So uh, you know where to find us in uh, the Little Birdie Shop or at uh, Walt's website, Racing Watch. A uh, little bit of a follow-up from the US Masters Golf Punters Club. We emailed everyone that uh, jumped in bed with us there. Uh, the $50 units returned 983 which is a big strip out for us. Uh, Tiger got us sort of both ways. We laid him to make the cut. He fell in. Justin Thomas, uh, boy, he exploded late and didn't want to be out there uh, on uh, – and the qualifying, and uh, then Tigers pulled out a uh, couple of holes into uh, the first round of the weekend. So got us uh, twice when uh, we should have been collecting on him, and uh, yeah, we sort of spec Max Homer, who uh, looks like a big chance at Harbour Town as well. So we'll uh, open up another punters club for the, uh, the next major. But uh, big thanks to you boys down in Melbourne for steering the ship without us. Uh, I watched the show; it was a uh, an absolute belter. So. Uh, big thanks from uh, from me. I've got a, uh, a blood nose here. It, uh, it just started. To, you can just see it trickle down on the screen. That's really Scoot, hot in here. Last scene in the toilets at Eagle Farm. <laughs> oh, no, last scene in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> God, when I, was, when I was previewing the quokka, I could just sort of feel it start to drip down. And, uh, it's so hot in the studio back here. And obviously, I've been uh, off the plane. But... Um, yeah, I've been um, back in the last He's only, he's only last two weeks minutes. working for the Currys and look at him, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cracker. You can just see it like just out of the screen there. So uh, hopefully I, I make it through the weekend, but uh, I feel okay. Never a dull moment. Yeah, it's, that's crazy. So anyway, just the humidity and being back in uh, in Queensland's got me. But uh, any final thoughts from you boys down there? No, hopefully the, uh, the rain stays away for, for both venues. So I would have thought that'd be the, the best result for punters on Saturday. He had no rain. I agree. Outstanding. All right, I'm going to wrap the show up before uh, my head completely explodes. And uh, I thought I was going better than Walt, but uh, turns out I'm not. I think, yeah, I'll, I'll be right. I'm just warming into the prep. You'll be fine. All right, make sure you're, uh, you follow us on uh, betdoctor.tv on Twitter and uh, get around to all our channels and jump into our Discord chat as well. We'll see you next week. Thank you.